mistake. I think you really want to talk to me. Sorry, I have three other interviews to do before this party's over. Yep, they're not working on something that'll change the world as we know it. They say they are. Yeah, but they're lying. There is a limit, even to the imagination. Human teleportation, molecular decimation, breakdown, and reformation is inherently purging. Where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Something went wrong, Seth. When you went through, something went wrong. You are about to go beyond that limit. tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> That's what that music sounded like. <laughs> did it not? It really did. Like You expect them to pop up at any moment. If you've seen <laughs> Ronnie, be aware of the flyman. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. He said, oh. Oh. But anyway... Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And of course, I'm Johnny. And I'm Randy. <laughs> you can't ever just say it normal, can you? No, like people would think I was sick if I did. If I, hey, hey, I'm Randy. Yeah. No. Just don't sound right. You'd have to start it over. Right. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, uh, it's too early. No. Anyway, it is September and... This month, we are dedicating our podcast to horror sci-fi. You could almost say freaks. I mean, yeah, really. I mean, because one of the movies we're doing is freaks. So That's, yeah. It's not really sci-fi. It's just small people. Smell like cabbage. <laughs> small hands. Yeah, small hands. But no, we have a pretty good month ahead. Uh, of course, <clears throat> this episode is The Fly. Then we're doing Freaks, which Freaks. I have never seen. It's like a 1934 movie? Maybe. Like, I, like, I've seen some of it for sure. I don't know if I've seen it all. Like, I remember one scene from it. I've never seen anything, not even clips or anything, but uh, I bought a book. Now, this is going to be years ago at Hastings. Holy cow. I don't know if everybody knows who what Hastings is. That's but like saying I went to Blockbuster and rented a movie. Oh, I loved Hastings. And uh, it was like 100 greatest horror films you have to see. And it was cool because I bought the book. And at the end of the book, it actually come with 
the DVD of uh, the original copy of the Night of, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Like, oh, in that, its original form. That trash movie we did. Who mm-hmm. else? No, I'm just playing. Oh, not the Return yeah. of the Living Dead. I'm sorry, the Night of the Living Dead. Oh, like okay, 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 okay. That's different. Anyway. Anyway. But I thought that was cool that the book come with it and... When I started reading through it, Freaks was in there. I don't remember what number it was, but I was like, Freaks? See, and the one thing that I remember from it, I don't necessarily remember it being a horror movie. Which, this movie, to me, didn't give off the horror vibe until yeah, dude started transforming. Right, right. But, I guess it's kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. For me, the horror didn't start on that one until Leatherface showed up. Right. See, it didn't start with me until The Hitchhiker. Uh, no, The Hitchhiker tripped me out, dude. I mean, he was a little trippy. But, anyway, and then after we do Freaks, we're doing Reanimator. Oh. That's the one I'm like waiting for you to be like, mm. I've heard stories. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it before. Probably the stories you've heard is probably true. You know what we should have done? What? We should have done the human centipede this month. I'm not doing that. We're going to do that. that no, I'm not. Yes. Nope. It'd be perfect. No, nope, I can't do it. We're, we're going to do that one instead of freaks. Well, anyway. Anyway. Uh, before we actually get into the film, uh, me and Randy just want to say we appreciate everyone who's listening to us. Do we? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we do. we do. But we know that we're not... A major podcast, anything like that. But we enjoy doing what we're doing. Speak for yourself. I'm popular. I didn't say you weren't. The podcast ain't popular. Yeah, I know. But anyway, hey, we're getting more followers. Are we? Yeah, we actually are. I'm cool. But anyway. Uh, and Facebook followers? Nah, boo Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, we've always tried to like update stuff, trying to... Uh, Make the show better. You know, we got the little... We started editing, which right now, we're not actually... It's storming here where we live at. Johnny's afraid to turn his computer on. Yeah, because it's, it's lightning pretty good. And, uh... There were two streaks on the sky about an hour and a half ago. Well, I didn't know that now. We're recording. So, anyway... Too late now. But we always try to keep up, like... we're. As far as the sound, make it sound good. <clears throat> the movies we pick. The way we discuss the movies... And the other day, me and Randy was talking, and if you enjoy uh, how we're doing the podcast, let us know what it, whether you just want to hit us up on all, any of our social media or anything like that. But we are going to try a new method to our episodes. The method to the madness. Yes. Uh, instead of making these things, and they may still be an hour and a half long, uh, we're going to try to do it a, a new way where instead of going scene by scene, because you know how we talk about the credit stuff, we're actually just going to do a deep dive into the film itself. Yep. Um, kind of like what we did with uh, Rear Window, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Yeah, well, Rear Window was a different like kind, though. Rear Window, there was not a whole lot going on. Like, I mean, there was, but our view and vantage point was just inside the apartment. Right. And then everything we seen outside that apartment was what he saw. So there's not a whole lot we can go over on that. Mainly what we're wanting to do is, instead of going scene by scene, we're wanting to take the movie and just kind of break it down to the, the parts that we thought were really good, the parts that we had questions about, or anything that just kind of stood out to us. Yeah. we, Which I, I re, was resort back to our Scream uh, 5 2022 episode we did yeah. when we went to the theater and watched it. 
we recorded it in the parking lot and we did have spoilers and we told what we liked about it and all that stuff and we didn't have to go scene by scene and i think the podcast episode ended up being like a 45 minute video or audio and uh I don't know. We're just going to try to give that a shot because I'm telling y'all, us going through scene by scene, by the time we're done, our throats are just like, <gasps> you know. Water would be nice. I was thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> SpongeBob. But uh, if y'all enjoy the old way, after you hear a couple episodes of us doing this little more of a deep dive, if you're not really digging it, then just let us know. But I'm hoping you guys enjoy it, you guys and gals. Yes. It'd be but nice. we're still going to do uh, the summary yeah. and the cast and stuff like that. It's just the only thing we're going to do is we're not going to go scene by scene anymore. Yeah. Because that's a little too much. So to give you a quick synopsis, so about a brilliant sci- a brilliant but eccentric scientist begins to transform into a giant man-fly hybrid after one of his experiments goes horribly wrong. Said scientist is the one and only Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. which to me is like one of the most underrated actors. Like my favorite movie with him is probably Powder. My mom's would my mom would say the Big Chill is probably her favorite movie with him in it. Then we got Gina Davis plays Veronica mm-hmm. Quaif Quaff. They call her Ronnie in the movie. Um. Vincent Price was in this movie. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't remember seeing Vincent Price. That's the Price. original Fly, dude. Is it really? Yeah, they did the thing where they mixed oh, up the Oh, they cast. did the... Yeah, that's stupid. You really only got to name the three people. They're you really do. People. And then uh, John Getz played Stathis Borens. And then the only other person that I remember was David Cronenberg. He played the gynecologist. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty that's much really it. That's really it. Yeah, and I hate when uh, the web does that where it mixes. Stupid. The I was getting, I was getting ready to rewatch that whole movie just to see if I can find Vincent Price. Nah, <laughs> no, he ain't in this one, buddy. Stupid people. But anyway, anyway, who uh, you got any more of the information? Like who wrote it? Yeah, I might have a little bit of something, something on here. So um, the directors are Chris Wat. Was that Wallace? W a l a s Wallace and David Cronenberg. Those are the directors. Right on. And it was written by George Langenlein. It's uh, based on, actually, it's actually based on a short story, apparently. Really? Mm-hmm. Screenplay was written by Charles Edward Pro- Pogue. What year did this come out? 1986. Dang. Came out the year we were born. Yes, sir. It makes me feel old. <laughs> hey, my birthday was just last week, so. Oh, yes. I'm still riding that birthday high. There you go. Randy's 36 years old. I'm 21 with 15 years of experience. Happy birthday to you, Randy. Well, thank you, Randy. Randy, Randy. And for it. your birthday present, what? I'll let you go ahead and kick this off. So that's our review. On, <laughs> no, so the movie The Fly is based on a scientist. Uh, his name in the movie, played by Jeff Goldblum. Go, which I've actually is Goldblum, not mm-hmm. Goldblum. It's Seth Brundle. Yeah. So, I thought the movie was weird how it started off with them just at a party and these two talking all together. But the whole movie is based on this scientist. He's trying to revolutionize transportation. You find out in the movie 
that he's got motion sickness, like, really bad. Yeah. Like, within the first, like, 10 or 15 minutes, he's driving in the car with Ronnie, and he's talking about how he gets motion sickness. So, right. his whole thing is he's trying to revolutionize transportation. So, he's developed a uh, tele- like teleportation pods. Mm-hmm. And he's wanting to get you from A to B without having to, you know, get on a plane, train, automobile, or anything like that. Good movie. Yes, it is. Good uh, Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. So he's going. That that's the whole premise of the movie, and that, that's what he's doing as a scientist is coming up with these teleportation pods. Um, well, he trials it a couple of times. He does it with inanimate objects, so he can do it with. There's a scene where he does it with Ronnie's. Uh, pantyhose or yeah. leggings or something like that and it you know stalking or stalking yeah. yeah and it teleports they try it with a steak and you know they taste you know taste test the steak and everything and, and uh, so then he tries it with a monkey a baboon a baboon doesn't go so well for the first baboon no uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit so he comes to a realization of what it could be so he goes, makes some adjustments, and he transports another baboon and goes off just fine. So then he gets drunk after Ronnie just takes off and, you know, walks out one day. He gets drunk, and he's like, let's do it. So he jumps in there himself, not knowing that a fly had jumped in the pod with him. Right. Um, gets out. Everything's just fine. He records it all. Well, then you start to notice him slowly changing, and it really just starts with his physical appearance. He, well, he doesn't. Get, gets the hairs on his back. Yeah, he he gets like he's got this little scratch on his back that he gets. He gets these little hairs growing out of it. His body looks like it becomes more physically fit. Yeah. So he's able to do a whole lot more stuff than he was able to. Right. But then you notice before he's his his demeanor starts changing. He starts to acting all wiry and like, mm-hmm. like buzzing around like, for the lack of a better term, a fly like a fly. He's uh getting coffee on one episode or one scene, and he's dumping a ton of sugar into his coffee. He's just kind of slowly like, and he's always eating sugary things. Well, then you notice his face get all gets all blotchy. Mm-hmm. Um, then this like complete transformation happens to where he's just kind of slowly breaking down like his entire body. Yeah, and at first he thinks it's some form of cancer. Yeah. He's like a rapid form Something of from the machine, that, you know, from the, the transportation. Yeah. Um, so, it, honestly, it just freaks Ronnie out altogether. And uh, she kind of leaves him when he's, like, in the middle of really breaking down. Well, it's, and because you got to remember, too, um, when he's, like, so amped up. Yeah. He wants her to get in there, too, because. To feel it. She's unsatisfying to him. Mm-hmm. Like she's still normal, and he's like, you know, right. He, he's ready to go ninety to nothing all the time, and he wants her to feel that way so they can be together like that. Yeah, he's wanting to be the dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. So he gets pissed. He goes off to this bar, and he gets into it with these uh, these guys that are arm wrestling in the bar. Bets him a hundred dollars that he can beat either one of them. Well, he ends up breaking the guy's wrist or his forearm. Um, takes one of the girls home, and he's trying to. He ends up basically trying to get her into the teleportation pod, too. Yeah. She don't want no part of it. And Ronnie ends up leaving him for four weeks? Yeah. Was it four weeks? She gets a phone call from him, and he's saying, hey, I'm not doing good. So she was like, yeah, uh, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Well, she ends up meeting up with him. He's ten times 
you know, worse than he ever was. Mm-hmm. He can't hardly get around. Uh, a little bit later, we come to find out that Ronnie's actually pregnant. Right. So, and by the time that comes up, he's just like completely gone. Like his body is completely transformed. You can, like the only way you can tell he was part human is because he had two arms, two legs, and a head. Right. Uh, he finds out. He tries to. He kidnaps her from a clinic, takes her back to his little loft apartment or whatever. Now this, yeah, because he even told her. Um, at this stage in the movie and in his life, he said that he's more of an insect than he is a man. Right. And that his instinct is telling him to hurt her. Yeah. And that's why he's like, stay away from me. And that's when mm-hmm. she leaves. And then when he finds out she's pregnant and she's going to have an abortion, that's when he goes and gets her. And he, like, he comes to the realization, like, his human self is actually in her mm-hmm. in the form of the baby. Yeah. So he he doesn't want her to get rid of the baby because it's it's him, mm-hmm. his human self. So he wants to bring her back, and he's come up with this elaborate plan. He wants to put himself in a teleportation pod, put her and the baby in a teleportation pod, and fuse them together like what happened with him and the fly. Mm-hmm. So his thinking is they can be one big happy family as one person, being. as one being. Uh doesn't go so well. He starts transforming as he's getting ready to carry her into the pod. He starts transforming, doing the, the ultimate transformation, which I'll say for this being a thirty-six-year-old movie, mm-hmm. some of them graphics were legit. Oh yeah, like the skin peeling off of his body, you know, his jaw coming off. Um, the uh, Stath, what was his name? Stathus. 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 The dude started off the movie as a douche and becomes a hero in the, by the end of the movie. Right. Uh, after uh, he's thrown her into the pod, being uh, uh, Seth, yeah. he's thrown her into the pod. Stathis wants to ends up blowing the cord to stop it from happening. S- Seth ends up kind of teleporting, but not like completely. Tele- he ends up fusing with the machine. Yeah, basically. Uh, comes crawling out as a big old glob of, like... Half fly and the rest is goo. Half fly, part human and part machine with hoses running out of his body. Yeah, I didn't get that part. Yeah, I didn't either. And uh, Ronnie ends up blowing his head off. Yeah. And then that was the end. So that's the review <laughs> of the fly. No. We just want to say... Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's the basic... Progression of the movie. That was all the movie. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> so now we'll go back and discuss what we liked about it, or stuff we've yeah. noticed. Uh, I'll say the first thing that really stood out to me, hmm? how quick they started the movie. Like, there was no real buildup yeah. to the story. Right. Like, it just started with them two talking at this, this conference. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you hear her say that she was there to talk to so many people. And she never if, told him he, she was a journalist. She just said she was there to get stories. Now, she right. did say she was there to get stories. The thing that I noticed, like, when we started watching, because, I mean, I've seen this movie several times over my 36 years on this earth. Yeah. But I haven't watched it in a long time. And when he is talking with her and he gets her to, back to his apartment for the very first, like I said, it's in the first five, ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. Seth kind of seems like a creep. Like, he's weird. Now, I'm not saying creep like he's a douche, but yeah. like how he's talking to her and stuff. And then he's like, uh, he's trying to explain to her, he's talking all scientific about this 
the pods. Yeah. And he's like, you got any jewelry or anything? Uh, you know, and she goes to take off her little stocking. She's like, here. And he's just like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, no part in that whole, that whole scene. You're just waiting for him to, like, knock her in the side of the head and <laughs> drag her off. To, yeah, you yeah. know. I think that's that's his like genius mentality because a lot of times, even in real life, people will say geniuses are hard to deal with because they're so smart. Mm-hmm. Like they want to break everything down. You know, he's actually like a really intelligent dude. Well, and that's another thing I was gonna say. He plays a genius so well because his demeanor, mm-hmm. like in any movie that he's ever played in, Jeff Goldblum is like he just seems like a smart guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even on like. Uh, Powder, like he wasn't necessarily a genius in that movie. Do you know? I, I don't remember him being in Powder. Yeah, he was the uh, your oh, dude. I mean, I remember the movie, but I don't remember him being in it. We gotta watch that movie. <laughs> um, but he just the his the his cadence, like you know how they say actors and actresses are all different in the cadence of their voices, like how they speak. Christopher Walken, yeah, Nicholas Cage, Jeff Goldblum is the same way. Oh yeah, just the way he talks and the way he. And it, I'm so glad you're bringing that up because I've got some stuff wrote down. His acting, which I've always thought he was a good actor. I've always liked his acting. Yeah. Uh, does he get the credit he deserves? I don't know. But I think he is a really good actor. But in this film, it's his facial expressions. Oh, yeah. Um, the first time it kills the baboon, the first baboon, and she's recording him, she's like, tell the world how you feel. And he's just like, and he, he. it's the way that he can go from excited to that scientific guy just talking, talking, talking. And then all of a sudden, he's just pissed off. Yep. And I don't know if you noticed it, but he's always constantly, his eyes are, he bulges his eyes out. He, he's always like that. That's just him, I think. Well, that's what I was going to say. But do you ever notice, like, when he's talking to her, and, I think, and I've seen him do it on talk shows, too, his eyes go back and forth. Yeah. Like... All the time. I, that's just the unique stuff that I'm like. Well, he he used that when he became the fly too. Like his eyes were darting, like constantly back and right. forth. Right, but yeah, and it worked with that. But if you watch him in interviews, like just on talk shows, he he don't now he don't make he don't do it as much, but he still does it. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder if that's just part of him or if that's what he did for the role, you know? But yeah, like, now when he was with the fly, of course he did that a lot. Yeah. Uh. I also really like one scene is where uh, she says something to him about his clothes. And he's like, what do you mean? I, I change my clothes every single day. Yeah. And she's like, you was wearing these yesterday. And she opens his closet and he's got a, he's got five sets. He's got the same shoes, shirt, jacket, pants. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's like, it's just like um, Einstein. Something I picked up from Einstein. Yeah, he's like, something I picked up from Einstein. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to wear the next day. I just grab it and go. Yeah, and the whole premise behind it was I wear the same thing so I don't have to think and, and waste thought on what I'm going to wear. And I just put on the clothes. And I, for some reason, I love that scene. Yeah. It's, it's a good one because it just lets you know like the level of genius he actually is in the movie. Yeah. Or portraying in the movie. But I do kind of feel like she did him wrong a little bit uh, at the beginning when she took her tape recorder out and she tried to, she hit it at first. Yeah. And then she finally started switching the tapes. She's like, what are you doing? Mm. I thought that was kind of BS, but it's, it's so funny because you're the one that pointed it out. Here she is, Veronica, she's a journalist. And then she starts to kind of get uh, feelings for Seth. And then like that. Like a flip, like a switch just flipped out of nowhere during the sex scene. Yeah, it's, and it, it's even before the sex scene. 
Like, she goes from, I'm a journalist, I want to do all this, I want to do this. She, um, she gets him on tape. She takes it to her editor and shows him the tape and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, he's just a magician. You know? He's just, you know, con man and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Well, then he, she ends up talking to Seth. And he was like, instead of publishing this, why don't you follow me around through the whole process? Mm -hmm. Get everything recorded, documented, and then write a book about it. And then out of nowhere, she flips from being a journalist trying to cover a story to falling madly in love with this dude in about 10 minutes. I mean, and, and, and the, one of the weirdest scenes to me was the first sex scene they did where she feel, uh, he's laying on that little like microchip. Mm -hmm. And he's like, ow, 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 my back, my back. And she peels it off and she's like, well, we, let's get some uh, Neosporin or something yeah. like that to put on it. And he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. She's like, well, I'll just kiss it and make it go away. And it's bleeding. Yeah, she, but she doesn't even kiss she, it. She doesn't. She pats it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but like, she just totally went like well, wild woman quick. And, and that was a scene where she said something about his flesh and it popped in his head about flesh and then doing the transportation. Mm -hmm. This is before, this is after the first uh, baboon. And this is when they wanted, they decided to try the steaks. Right. And do the steaks. But it was something about the flesh and then the meat. And then, you know, it was all in the molecular level yeah. of the transportation. And that's like, that's one of the big aha scenes. This is the light bulb. Because you can literally see it in his eyes as soon as she starts talking about it. She's over there kissing him, trying to get him going again. Yeah. And he's like, wait a minute. That's what it is. And I will say, the the one of the only things I didn't care for was uh Stath what's his name? Stathus? Stathus Stathus. His he was such a creep at the beginning. Yeah. Like, even like when he's stalking her and he's like, I knew you stayed the night with him. Yeah. And blah blah blah. And I'm like and then he ends up becoming the hero at the end of it and you're like, that's a big leap you want your audience to make. You know what I'm saying? Well it's almost like as fast as she flipped a switch with him being a journalist to a lover. Yeah. Stathis flipped the switch from being a creep stalker to a caring friend co-worker that becomes a hero right and when she goes to visit him you know uh state this because she knows that he's involved he's trying to stalk her yeah. and stuff it's funny because seth is getting drunk and he's talking to the baboon because he's they successfully transfer uh made one baboon go to the one pod to the other yeah and he tells uh, Veronica, he's like, we still need to run some tests on him just to make sure he's good. Yeah. Well, there's this fly flying around the baboon's head. And mm -hmm. like I said, Veronica went to go visit Stathis just to tell him to back off. Yeah. Well, Seth is drinking himself because he's drinking and getting himself all worked up like she's sleeping with him. Yeah. She's, she's going to see him. That's how this is. It's her ex-boyfriend. But right. he's talking to the baboon. And uh, he even makes the comment to the baboon while the baboon's he's swatting the fly away. Yeah. The baboon is. Yeah. And he even says, look at you. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. And I love that he's like, I'm sorry I killed your brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, and then he's like, screw it. Let's do it now. Why waste time? And then takes a big old drink. Yeah. And that's when he transforms. That's when he gets into teleport and you see the fly in the. Uh... Yeah. He doesn't notice. Yeah. So that's where the movie to me. I mean, the movie's. Uh, it keeps your interest anyway, but that's yeah. where it really picks up. Well, and then that's where you get your famous uh, clip picture video, I guess, from the whole movie. Is when he's in the pod naked, kind of crunched over, and you got all the fog and everything. That's the when I think of the fly, that's the first picture that comes into my head. Right, him in the pod after the, that transformation or the transportation. 
And um, I really, I did like the scene. I thought they did a really good job where she wakes up. You know, she comes back to him. Yeah. And he's like, I missed you last night. She's like, it's the same night. Yeah. He's like, I'm back. I just came back. And uh, when she wakes up in the morning, he's in there uh, realizing he's stronger. Mm-hmm. And he's balancing himself on the, this chair. And then he sta- does a handstand on the chair. Well, then he goes over to uh, this pipe that's in his apartment. And he's doing, like, gymnastics and mm-hmm. stuff. But the way they filmed it, I mean, because you know it wasn't really Jeff Goldblum yeah. or whatever. But you couldn't tell. No. Like, they did a really good job. Yeah, on it looked really good. I, I love that part when he's doing the flips and everything. And he goes to flip all the way around and just kind of runs on the ceiling. Yes. I, I love it. It's, yes. That's so cool, man. <clears throat> um, and then another scene I really dug was the arm wrestling scene. Yeah. Because at this stage, he's... It's funny because two big scenes is one, the coffee shop scene. He's so excited. That's the one where you... Uh, he's jittery. Saying, he gets yes. so jittery. And he's putting the sugar in his coffee. And, she, and Veronica even says, you want some coffee with that sugar? Yeah. And he's just going, going. And then he's like, you know what? And I guess I'll have one of those, too. And he's like, uh, whatever. Hollers for the waiter. And he, yeah. He's, and like, he's banging waiter. on the table. Yeah. And you could tell something's wrong with him. Yeah. But he goes from being excited to then, like, just maybe five minutes later into another scene, he's going to arm wrestling. He's trying to find... He's And he is. He's going to pick up a woman. Well, what he's, what he's done is he's... The, he didn't go to the, the bar until Ronnie pretty much ticked him off. Because they're yeah. back in his apartment or whatever, and he's trying to talk her into going to the machine. She's like, no, I told you I'm scared. You know, all this kind yeah, of stuff. And he's like, when you're a waste, you're a drag. You're yeah, an effing drag. You're an effing drag. And he, like, he snaps on her out of nowhere. He's like, fine, if you don't want to be part of the dynamic duo, you know. And he's, he's just talking 90 to nothing yeah. as he's slowly getting dressed. And he's trying to make his way, and he leaves, puts his jacket on, no shirt. And then he's walking down the street, and he's like... You know, he's literally buzzing around like you would imagine a flower, mm-hmm. just kind of going like left to left to right, right to left, constantly trying to find something sweet to eat, and then uh, makes makes his way to the bar. And I don't know, like I said, and then the arm, of course he's doing the arm wrestling. And what is that juice coming out like when he's doing the arm wrestling thing? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't either, because the only only juice. That it ever shows of his is when he pukes. Yeah. But he breaks that dude's forearm like Ooh. in half. But uh, another thing I really thought about this movie was really good was the effects as far as like... The scene that always gets me, of course, is him peeling his nails off. Oh. And, it, and right before that is the scene where Veronica... And I didn't know if she even said it in the movie. She's like, be afraid. Be very afraid. Yeah. I was like, that's where that come from. But... Then, like you said uh, earlier in the podcast or the episode, when uh, he calls her and it's no, it's six weeks later. Is it six weeks? Yeah. And when she goes to visit him now, he's totally disformed, and he's not like fully transformed no. to like the end. But he's he's having to use these canes to get around. But he even scratches like right under his ear, and his ear falls just off. falls off altogether. And he's like, <gasps> and she's flipping out, and then he grabs a donut and he pukes on the donut, <sighs> and she's like, oh my god, and he's like. That's that was disgusting. disgusting. That was disgusting. That to this day, that's still the stuff that makes me go, ooh. Yeah. But they did such a good job of that. I know. But I thought it was cool, like <clears throat> the, the the part that really got me and where you knew something was really just like completely off the rails was after she leaves and comes back, 
he's like a completely different person. Like, mm -hmm. the transformation's taken a little step farther, but instead of him being, like, decrepit and run down and all this kind of stuff, he's walking across the ceiling, the walls. Yeah. And he's just, like, so upbeat. He was like, well, maybe it was meant to be. Maybe it was a way to awaken, you know. Maybe yeah. it was this way to awaken. Now he's looking at it as... It's a I'll, gift. Yes. Almost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one thing, and I forgot about this, but it got me when I watched it. Uh, now, uh... Stathis is getting more involved and... Slowly turning into the good guy. Yeah, he's slowly turning into the good guy because he is looking out for her. He does like her. Yeah. And... He's obsessed. She goes to visit him and uh, goes to visit Seth. And Seth says, I want you to record me eating. And he's like, who knows? This could even be a children's book. He was like, to show, you know, how insects do this. Well, she goes to record it and then it and it is showing it through the lens well, then it fades into his TV, and it now Stathis is watching the video that she recorded. And he's like, okay, you ready, kids? And you can hear him go, mm -hmm. and, then, and Stathis is like, ugh. But what's really gross is when you can hear the slurp. Yeah. Well, like, well, he even like explains it like it is like a yeah. documentary for kids. He's like, my teeth are useless because I can't digest food, like solid food. I can't do it. So I literally puke this enzyme on it. It slushes it down, and then I slurp it up. That's disgusting. Yeah, it just sounded nasty. But it even, never shows them doing it, but it no. sounds nasty. But hearing the slurping, I, I forgot about you can hear that slurp the whole time. And I'm like, oh, that's so gross. Yeah, me and we were talking while we were watching the movie, and, and he was like, I don't want to hear about the puking scene. So then he walked out of the living room right before the puke scene. To go get my chicken wings. Yeah, so I, re I rewound it and paused it. <laughs> if I had to watch it, Dave never. he was watching it too. You didn't have to watch it. You could close your eyes. Nope, can't. I'm uh, dedicated, man. Ugh, that's so nasty. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like when we do the exorcist, you're going to have to watch the pea soup part. No. Yeah. Now, this is my favorite scene of the entire movie. Is when she does go visit him, because now she uh, finds out that she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she tells Stathis that she wants the baby out, because she don't know if it's going to be human or deformed or what. Yep. But she does go to at least tell Seth, you know, I I'm pregnant with your child. But when she goes to see him, he's totally now. He is like not even wearing clothes. His whole body is transformed. And he's in the bathroom. This is when his teeth falls out, remember? Yep. She comes out and she you can tell she's scared of him and he's like, What are you what are you doing here? Like even him, he's like, You've missed a lot of uh a lot of exciting things. Are you here to catch up? She's like, No. And he can tell that now she's scared of him. And she said, I come here to tell you something. But she can't get it out. But I love the fact that, like I said, now this is my favorite scene. He's doing the whole twitching thing and he's talking to her. And he's like, you ever heard of a insect politician? Yeah, insect politics, yeah. Politics. And yeah. she's like, no. And he's talking about uh, how he wants to be the first uh Politician as an insect and yep. all this stuff, and then here's where he's like, "I've learned now that I'm more insect than I am human." Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes, "You know what I'm saying?" She goes, "I don't." And she's crying. She's like, "I don't understand what you're saying." And I love it because he looks and he goes, "You need to go." And she's like, "Why?" And he goes, "I'll hurt you if you stay." Yeah. Because he explains to her that insects don't have that sensitivity, that emotion. It doesn't have that connection with things. It yeah, just, he even says they're, it's more brutal than people would think. Yeah. But when he says, I'll hurt you if you stay, the music just... Dum, 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it, it just it kicks in, and it, and it gives you that all oh, snaps. Yeah. See, and to me, that's when it changed from a drama to borderline, like it was oh, getting yeah. ready to move into the horror aspect. Because everything up until that point, if it wasn't just drama, it was just gross. Right, right. But this is kind of where he's like, hey, I'm going to hurt you. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm going to hurt you. And I love, because when she takes off crying, he starts patting his head. And he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, Because he knows that insect instinct is taking over and... The set that we knew as the human is gone. Oh, yeah. But I love that scene because, like I said, that music just kicked in right when he said that last line. I'll hurt you if you stay. Yeah. It it, it made you feel like, oh, hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, you almost feel bad for him. Yeah. At, at, up to that point. It's like, he's just a scientist. He's trying to make his mark on the world, win his Nobel Peace Prize. He... You know, in a drunken stupor, decides to test his own gadget out, yep. and it goes south. Yep. So, you, you, I mean, you kind of feel bad for him because he, he really is to come off as this, as this nice guy. He came off as a nice guy in the beginning of it. Yeah. You know? And actually, he ends it as a nice guy. Yes. If you think about it. And that's now, you know, like, I always thought the finale was good. Oh, yeah. Um, you already explained it about him coming snatching her from the abortion clinic once because... When he tells her, I'll hurt you if you stay, and she leaves that night, he's on top of the roof, and he can hear her talking to Stathis, and he's like, did you tell him? And she's like, I can't. I want this thing out of me. Well, and this is when she has the dream, isn't it? Like, ain't this the thing where she uh, has... The dream happened right before he said, I'll hurt you if you stay. Yeah. yeah. So she has a dream of him, like, she's getting ready to have give birth to this baby, mm-hmm. doesn't know what it is. Well, she's in there, and they're getting ready, and she's like, well, you can push it out. Well, she pushes it out. And she gives birth to a 10-pound maggot. Yeah. Like, it's huge. It's disgusting. Yeah. It was nasty. And it would trip you out. Oh, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But she's telling Stathis, I want this out of me tonight. And I love the lighting in this part, too. Seth is on top of the roof listening, and he's watching, and there's a blue light shining behind him. I don't know if you picked up on that, but the blue listening. light, is, and there's the steam, you know? Yeah. And I love that shot. You have to go back and take a look at that. But anyway, but when he does come to get her out of the abortion clinic, uh, Stathis comes to his apartment, and this is where they kind of, I, I wouldn't even call it a fight scene. No. But. This is where, like, for me, this was one of the, like, gnarliest parts. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, he, Stathis has got the shotgun. He's going around. And there's a fly buzzing around here. We got to, you know, we're cutting it short. There's a fly. <laughs> Look at this fly. Seriously. It really is. Oh, that's weird. We're not exaggerating either. No, it's an omen. Um, so Stathis goes to his apartment. He's walking around looking and he's looking at the computer and he sees three different, um, what do you call them? Transmissions on the computer, mm-hmm. I guess, or something yeah. like that. Where it's saying, take like A. Fuse with B, you know, end up with C or or something like that. Yeah. Basically, what it was was the details of what he's been working on as far as wanting to fuse himself as the transform, you know, fly with Ronnie and the baby and make the ultimate, you know, family or whatever. So he's kind of seeing this on there. Well, um, Seth just jumps down from the ceiling, freaks yeah. freaks out Stathis. And they kind of not even really get into a tussle. They don't yeah. even really fight. He goes to turn the gun on him. Yeah. And he, Seth. He literally <laughs> just puts his hand up and moves the gun out of the way. 
Yes. And then grabs his left hand and just vomits all over. Vomits him. acid all over. And you literally see the hand dissolve. To me, that was one of the coolest effects of the Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I even more so than the foot. Because after that, Stathis kind of freaks out and passes out almost. Well, falls on the ground. Well, now he's using his right foot to try and scoot the gun mm-hmm. over to him. Seth gets down there and grabs his foot and he just kind of pukes right there at his ankle. And it dissolves a whole lot quicker than his hand did. Like, yeah. his hand took a second. Yeah. But you see, he pukes on his foot, and then all of a sudden his foot's just, or his legs are just gone. And you want to hear something funny? I think the foot was better than the hand. See, I, li- I like that they showed the hand, though. Oh, no, that's cool, but... It almost turned never, it into a club. But they never had to cut the shot either on the leg, so it just dissolved. Yeah. I, want, I just kind of, in my mind, I'm like, what did they use for that? Because I thought yeah. that was cool. No, you just want to put it in one of your movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you it was probably... Some kind of styrofoam that yeah. they just poured like hot water or something on, or yeah. some kind of boiling water or something. I have to look at it, and see what it. But I it mean, was, it did look. I mean, it did look good. Yeah, it really did. Uh, so was he gonna eat him? I think he was fixing to puke on his face before <laughs> Ronnie stopped him, because she's up on the roof. That's nothing. What's she doing on the roof? How's she gonna? Well, because he was up there. Remember, oh, he brought her. But how's she gonna wait till he pukes on the dude's? hand and the ankle and then be like don't do it well I mean you gotta think through the first part of the movie the dude was a creep so she's like you know maim him don't kill him but maim him I guess I don't know what she did <laughs> took oh. his left hand and his right foot well after all that goes down he this is where he finally tells her uh, I know how that we can become one and this yep. is what you was explaining earlier where she's gonna be in one he's gonna be in the other and they're gonna fuse all three of them together including the baby of course and be one superhuman, pretty much, as a family. One family. One happy family. Yeah. But I love it because, to me, like, there's no CGI. This is where he's dragging her, and she's crying, and she grabs his mouth. And she's like, no. And, she, and It's and, like she's trying to push him away. And his bottom jaw falls off. And then the whole transformation takes place. Yes. And I love when his the middle of his face starts splitting, and you see, finally, the fly's actual face coming out. Yeah. Uh Man, they did such a good job having chunks of his skin just yeah. kind of melt off. It, it was amazing, man. I loved it. And that's what I'm saying. This movie did not disappoint on the finale. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, when he throws her into the pod and he goes against the other pod, Stathis wakes up, puts the shotgun on his nub, and shoots the wires on her pod. Well, then he gets pissed. Seth does. does. And he starts actually banging the glass with his... Uh, he ends up breaking it. Yeah, to get yeah. out. And the countdown goes three, two, one, boom, and it catches him. That's how it got it's him. It's got his, like, one of his legs is stuck in the So in that's the how pod. it did it. So yeah. it, I guess what it's doing is taking everything that's around mm-hmm. and fusing that together. So when he popped out of the other one, he was infused with, like, tubes and wires right. and, you know, that kind of stuff. I didn't think of that. Yeah. But when he comes out of the third one, and to me, and this is where I said I feel like, Whoever did the movie, I can't remember who you said, I thought they did a really good job because this fly is crawling toward Stathis and Veronica. And she puts the shotgun up and then she's like, I can't, no, no, no. They gave you sentimental feelings for Seth. He actually grabs the barrel of the shotgun, puts it to his head. And she's like, no, I can't, I can't. And it's funny because she's like, no, I can't, I can't. Okay, boom, it just blows his head up. Well, <laughs> she does it, and she's like, I can't. He, you know, he's got it pulled on his head. And she, when she says, I can't, and kind of just lowers the gun down, you hear him, like, whimper. 
Yeah. Like you can hear it's not like a whimper like you would think a dog whimper. Or something no, no. Like, I, but it was an actual whimper. Yeah. And it was like almost like that's what I'm saying. He started the movie off as a good guy. Like like, you know, a nerdy kind of work right. that way. But then he I think he ended it just the same. Yeah. Like you know, like you can tell that he's got still got that human feeling in him that he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. That it just went wrong. So he's telling her, "Hey, you got to end this all cuz I'm going to it's just bad." Yeah. So now you got to take care of business. And she does. And then the movie just cuts off, man. Yeah. But... It it started all of a sudden and, and it <laughs> ended the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you, you're left not knowing did she get the abortion? Did him and did the other guy live? Stathis live? You know, I'm sure he did. But well, that's my only like. My biggest question is not so much the end of it, because you, I just assume that she went and got the baby taken out. Mm-hmm. But there's no backstory whatsoever. Right. Like you don't know his you know background, what he's about. If they would have started up now, granted, it was an hour and what 35 minutes long. Yep. So it was an hour 35 minutes long. If they would have, they could have easily easily have turned this into a two hour movie mm-hmm. if they would have added 10 or 15 minutes of backstory on him 10 to miss 10 15 minutes of backstory on her it could have easily been a two hour movie right and it, I, I don't think it would have necessarily been a bad thing because a lot of times you know the, the longer the movie gets which I'm used to watching long like right, right. three hour movies so they don't like Titanic Lord of the Rings Hobbit all them like the Avengers yeah yeah I'm used to watching them long movies so it doesn't bother me to watch a long movie as long as it keeps you interested. Exactly. But that's the only thing I feel like this movie was lacking the most of was the uh, the very beginning of it just started. Right. You know. But I, the acting, I thought the acting was great. All yeah, around. I did too. I really did. So do we want to go ahead and give the pulling scale? Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. So is that what time it is? I guess you said it, didn't you? We, we done gave the mantra and everything. You can't go back after you ding-dong the pulling scale. Ding-dong the pulling scale. Ding-dong the pulling scale. The pulling scale. Now we got to write a song. <laughs> okay. I got to get the guitar up. All right. On. Uh, I'm going to let well, you go first. Well, I was fixing to say. Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Yeah, you go first. I enjoy the film. I've always liked the film. I'm like you. I don't really consider it a horror film. <laughs> Here's the way I could consider it as more of a drama suspense film. Yeah. But it's classified as horror sci-fi or horror sci-fi drama. I can't remember how it's classified. Uh, look it up, Randy Case. I was going to say, I got IMDB on the ready. It's listed as a drama horror sci-fi. Okay. Honestly, I feel like they could have left the horror out mm-hmm. and just left it drama sci-fi. Because, you know, some sci-fi movies are just listed as sci-fi have a scary aspect yeah. to them, you know. Um, but I, I still enjoy the film. Um uh, acting was really good. Enjoyed the acting. Uh Jeff Goldblum, I'm him and uh I don't remember her real name. Uh Gina Davis. I thought they played off each other very yeah. well. Uh the music, I even dug the music for this film. Yep. Uh the only thing if I had to say anything negative about it was give me backstory. Yeah, I got. I'm, I 100% agree with what you just said a while ago. If it had to be a two-hour movie, that's fine, but keep it interesting. Yeah. But then again, I enjoy that the film kicked right off and ended like how it went. It, you know, they had a yeah. game plan and they said it. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree. If the, if you're gonna start it off abruptly, end it the exact same way, and they did. Right. You know. Um, 
And just that little twist of, like I said, is how they made you feel vulnerable for the fly at the end. Yep. I thought that was good to me. That was a good ending. Uh, so on my pulling scale, I'm going to give it a definite thumbs up. Uh, if you haven't seen the film, I recommend you to watch it. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I would add it to your collection. I'll, I have it in mind. And I'm going to give this one uh, I'm going to give it a B. I really enjoy it. I, I'm, I'm with you because, like I said, my only issue was the backstory part and how abruptly it started. Mm-hmm. I, wasn't no, I wasn't necessarily so, you know, I didn't feel bad about the way it ended abruptly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, if... I really wish they would have added some more to the beginning of it. But the fact that they ended it the way they did, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Because it was just like, hey, we're going to leave the beginning to your imagination, and then we're going to leave the ending to your imagination. Yeah. Let you, you know, take how you want to with it. Right. Um, and I would have probably gave it a B plus if I would have had more backstory, or at least how it ended to, you know... Let me know what happened. Yeah. But or give me some kind of but, indication. I mean, but a B yeah. is still good. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, for, uh, man, I, it's been so long since I've seen this movie mm-hmm. and definitely did not disappoint because I remember major scenes. For, like, I remember him puking on the donut. I remember him pulling his fingernails off. I remember, um, what was it? I remember the uh, acrobatic scene. Yeah. Where he's, you know, doing all that stuff. Like, there's certain scenes, but it's been so long, I didn't put it all together. Right. You know, in any particular order. Man, it takes some good writing in a movie to make you feel one way about a character at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Completely on a switch, flip, and make you change the way you think about that character. And then make you feel sorry in a completely different way for that exact same character. Right. And I think you needed the right actors to do that. Yes. I think they nailed the acting. Mm-hmm. Like, the only character I really didn't connect with on a regular, like, is was... Um, Stathis. Stathis. Yeah. But I, I don't mean, think you were supposed to. I, yeah, I really don't. I think the, the main focus is was Ronnie and Seth. And they played so good together. And that's what's funny. I didn't even think about it until we got done with the movie. And I'm like, there's really only four, maybe five characters in this film. Yeah, I mean, you got extras and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but other than that, it's, it, right. It's <laughs> Seth... Ronnie, Stathis, and the gynecologist. Yeah. that's. I mean, if that's you wanna, really... If you want to throw the girl in there that he slept with. Yeah, and then the guys at the bar. Yeah, but I mean, but still, even that, it's just like, eh. They were there for five, five minutes. Um, but man, they did such a good job mm-hmm. as far as the, the main cast goes. Everybody played really well off each other. I still say that Jeff Goldblum is one of the most underrated actors. Yes. Um, he, he was perfect for that role. Like, you know how people always say, like, certain actors and make, like... Like Johnny Depp and Jack Sparrow. Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow, Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Like, yeah. everybody always says, like, you were made... Um, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. Yeah. Made for that role, you know? So, I... I Anthony I, Hopkins and... Uh, Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Yes. <laughs> I, I just think it was, like, perfect. Like, everything worked together. The music was great. For this being 36, it came out in 86. Mm-hmm. Man, some of the graphics were were on point. Oh yeah, like they didn't look like cheesy effects. Right. Even his uh, his transformation, like the way his body looked, mm-hmm. everything looked good. And I liked how they slowly like showed the progression of his body, just kind of right. completely transform. You know, transforming. Mm-hmm. Like he went from losing a little bit, or he went from getting buff because he thought he was you know getting to be superhuman. 
And then you could slowly see the splotches on his face. Yeah. That's when you kind of noticed he was really starting to change. But, man, they... I, I, not just the acting itself and the music was all that great, but I think in this movie you kind of have to give it to the actors and the writing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... Like, the way everything was put together was so good. Like, everything was perfect. Um... Gotta give it a thumbs up. If you're a collector, you gotta add it to your collection. And I will actually give it the B plus. B plus, right on. Yeah, the only thing keeping it from getting an A for me is the not enough backstory at the very beginning. Right, right. But yeah. I'd give it a definite B plus. Well, you know, you've always said that I grew up in the wrong era. Oh yeah. I'm an eighties guy. But this shows right here why I'm an eighties guy, because they don't have. They didn't have CGI. They had to actually put the work in. Yeah, and I loved it. And you know, the only real blood, blood, was when the first baboon was in the thing and it hit the window. Yeah, that was the only time you really seen blood. The rest of it was, um, meltedness. Yeah, right? if I can say the word. But it was like melted skin, melted flesh, and all this kind of stuff. But there wasn't. That was the only real blood, blood. Right. But yeah, I thought, and like I'm kind of like you. I feel like they could have took the horror tag off of it mm-hmm. and just said drama sci-fi. Yeah. Because it was an hour and 35 minutes long. Probably 20 minutes of the whole movie was scary, scary, I guess. I, well, I think, honestly, the horror rating is because, honestly, imagine if that was you turning into oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's the horror. Well, and I ima- feel, but I get what you're saying. It's like the last 20 minutes is where it was really like, Oh, gosh. Yeah, and just imagine, you know, being 1986 and seeing this movie come out. It probably was pretty scary. Right. You know. But, But that I mean, that being said, uh, man, I hope y'all like... I hope y'all really enjoyed this episode. And the way we're going to start doing them is this way right here is just kind of a a quick summary and then talk about the scenes we like, man. Yeah. But uh, I dug it. I I think this episode went... I, th- I think so. Good man. I think it, it gets us talking more about how we feel about the movies, than and it gives us both equal opportunities to talk, and not just one guy telling yeah. about seeing this stuff. Yeah. But uh, that being said, uh, as always, make sure that you check us out on any s- social media as far as Instagram, a small town horror underscore Johnny Randy, uh, small town horror with Johnny and Randy on Facebook. And Twitter, our handle is at small t horror pod. And uh, let me see what else we got here. Oh, we're available anywhere podcasts are available uh, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, you name it, we're there. So check us Leave out. Leave us them reviews. Yes. If you listen to us on whatever platform it is, iTunes, we've got a five-star review. If you want to give us a one-star, leave us a comment. Let us know. If you got any suggestions whatsoever, hit us up on any of those platforms. We'd love for you guys to send us something to watch. Maybe we've never seen it. Right. I know the one that we got that we hadn't seen was Yellow Brick Road. Mm-hmm. And um, one of us thought it was a little bit better than the other, but and that's so, what it's about. Almost the same thing. We got that other review that was uh, your next. Remember, we did that one too? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we're slowly getting them in. So any guy, yeah. anytime you guys have any kind of suggestion, even if it is a popular one that we just haven't done yet, right? So, like I said, that being said, just like what Randy said, man, if if even if you're not digging what we're doing, or if you you would like something changed, man, leave us a review, or just say, hey, look, guys, how about doing this or changing this? But with that being said, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. 
uh, and our next episode will be on the Freaks. Yes. Is that what it's called, or is it just called Freaks? I believe it's just called Freaks. It's a 1935, 34. 1934. Wait a minute. 1932. 1932. It's a 1932 movie called The Freaks. And that is horror drama, right? Yes. Horror drama starring Wallace Ford, Leah Himes, and Olga... Bacalavano. Hmm. And there's some other people that play the freaks part, but we'll talk about them later. Right on. Yeah, because one of them is actual. Yeah. I was yeah. don't you say it? I thought nope. you say like, one of them's actually a freak. No, no, I'm but, not. No, I'm not like Sideshow. Like yeah. one of them was actually in a Sideshow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that being said, uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, remember to stay scared, stay spooky. <laughs>